Well, there's a lot of things I'm going to miss about being your pastor, but one of the things that I am going to miss a lot is the wonderful privilege I have every week of lifting my hands up before you and saying these words. You've grown familiar with them. Receive this blessing from the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give to you his peace. May the Lord bless you. You know, a somewhat common phrase you hear nowadays, pretty much on a daily basis if you're out and about, is the phrase, God bless you. Just what in the world does that phrase, God bless you, mean? Well, the New Testament word for blessing is this word. It's the word makarios. Makarios is the Greek name that was given to the island of Cyprus in ancient times because that island was famous for having everything on it necessary to sustain life. Therefore, the people who lived on Cyprus or Makarios never had to go off the island to get anything. All that they needed was there for them. So, God's blessing means this. Here's a definition for you. You can see it on your message notes. Look at those notes. God's blessing is having all of your needs fully and abundantly met by God. That's what I have meant the past two and a half years when I have lifted my hands and said, the Lord bless you. So let me share with you four important facts about God's blessing. You want to write these on your notes. Here they are. Fact number one, we don't deserve God's blessings. We don't deserve God's blessings. When it comes to the blessings of God, we don't deserve them. We can't earn them. They're a gift. The greatest example of this is our salvation, the new life, the eternal life, the forgiveness of sins that we have in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Like all the blessings of God, it's totally a gift. Jesus paid for it all on the cross. We have it by His grace. And look at what John 1 verse 16 says on your notes, from the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Fact number one, we don't deserve God's blessings. Here's fact number two, the reason God blesses you is because He loves you and enjoys doing it. He loves you and enjoys doing it. Any father or mother can understand this. You know, my wife Donna and I, we love to bless our daughter and her husband and our three grandchildren with gifts, with blessings. We love just to do that. So Donna, at least pre-COVID, she was out every week going to the sales, going to the thrift stores, 
and buying stuff that we could give to our missionary son and daughter and our three grandchildren. She'd bring that stuff home. I'd put it up in the attic. And then we would pack up our van and we'd drive to Nashville and we'd give those blessings to our family. Now, because of time constraints with serving Mission Liberty Hill the past few years, Donna and I have not driven our van to Nashville in two years. Not only that, it has been seven long months since we last saw our family, last were in Nashville. And, you know, we would fly to see our family quite regularly, but you can only take so much in a suitcase. So now we have scheduled our first post-Mission Liberty Hill trip to Nashville, end of September. And we're going to go there for a few weeks. I spent several hours hauling stuff down from the attic yesterday. And I looked at it all, and I said, I don't know how we're going to fit all this in our van. But we'll find a way. Why? Because we love our family, and we enjoy blessing them. And I want to tell you, it is the exact same way with God, your heavenly Father. Please never think of him as a chintzy God. He loves, loves to bless you. He enjoys it because he loves you. And God says this about his family, Mission Liberty Hill, and about you, who are part of his family. Look at what he says in Jeremiah 32, verse 14. He says, I will enjoy blessing them with all my heart and soul. I will faithfully plant them in the land. Fact number one, we don't deserve God's blessings. Fact number two, God blesses you because he loves you and he enjoys doing it. Here's fact number three about God's blessings. God's blessings can be multi-generational. That's right. God's blessings can be multi-generational. You can actually pass on the blessings that you receive from God to the next generation so that they benefit those who come after you. There are many, many examples of this in the Bible. I'll just give you one. On your notes, you see Genesis 25, 11, which says, after Abraham's death, God poured out rich blessings on Isaac. Who was Isaac? Isaac was Abraham's son. He came after him. You know, Donna and I, both of us had grandmothers and mothers who loved Jesus deeply and who walked in his blessing every day. And in turn, our grandmothers and our mothers fervently prayed for us. And Donna and I are mindful of the fact that we are still, think about this, we are still floating on the blessings that they prayed for us. Uh, many of you know that my mother died at a young age. She was only 41 years old. I was a teenager at the time. And uh, Years after my mother passed away, I found uh, her uh, Bible. And inside her Bible was a picture 
of the Lord Jesus. And on the back of this picture was a note from the person who sent this picture to her. That person sent this picture to my mother when my mother was um, living at a naval base in uh, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. My father was uh, in Korea. It was during the Korean War, 1951. My father uh, left on a small destroyer escort, uh, not even knowing that my mother was carrying their child, me. Uh, she was only four weeks pregnant when he left. And uh, he was overseas off the uh, shores of Korea until one month or one week before I was born. He returned one week. So my mother really went through almost her uh, entire pregnancy with me by herself. The picture of this Savior Jesus and the note on the back was written by her mother. And I want to read to you what she wrote to my mother. Um, and by the way, my grandmother lived in far off Pennsylvania in a coal mining community there. Here's what she wrote. This dear is the blessed Savior. Look closely, and you can see the lines of suffering etched there on his face. May he strengthen you, and the wee one on its way, and your beloved husband. Have faith. I know you do. Put this in a drawer. And sometimes you may wish to look at it. All my love, your mom, December 22nd, 1951, 3.30 a.m. I know what my grandmother was doing at that hour, praying. And God just spoke to her and said, send this to your daughter, write this. And my mother carried this around in her Bible the rest of her life. Small wonder that I, one of my most common memories as a child is walking into my mother's womb, room and finding her kneeling on the side of her bed praying. It's one of my most frequent memories. And a lot of times she would turn and she said, Michael, I'm praying for you. My mother was absolutely convinced from the day she first held me in her arms that I was going to be a pastor. How did she know that? God knew. And he told her that. And she just started praying. And I got to tell you, it was a long and windy road to me getting to be a pastor. And uh, you don't know the half of my experiences <laughs> before I got there. But this is the blessing of God. It's multi-generational. And what did Donna and I have the privilege of doing? Passing it on to our daughter. 
And now we see her passing it on to our grandchildren. Five generations right there. And I haven't yet shared this picture with my grandsons and my granddaughter. But you think the day will come when I will? You bet it. Because God's blessings are multi-generational. This is why one of our church's values here at Mission Liberty Hill is this value right here. We value reaching out to all generations. Small wonder then that we're committed as a church to do whatever we need to do to change whatever we need to change in order to reach not only the older generation, but the younger generation, because the blessing of future generations hinge on it. God's blessings can be multi-generational. And here's the fourth fact about God's blessings. God's blessings are conditional. God's blessings are conditional. Many of the promises and the blessings of God in the Bible are not automatic. They're conditional. Did you know, this might surprise you, did you know that the Bible is an iffy book? It is an iffy book because there are over 1,500 promises in the Bible from God that basically say this, if you do this, then I will do this. And there are so many examples. A classic one, if you have faith, believing, when you pray, it will be done for you. If then. This is what the Scripture says about God's blessing. Review it. You don't deserve God's blessing. The reason God blesses you is because He loves you and enjoys doing it. God's blessings can be multi-generational, and God's blessings are conditional. That's what the Bible has to say about having all of your needs fully and abundantly met by God. So, with this great word for us to hear as Mission Liberty Hill about ready to step into a new season of life and ministry, what we hear in our own personal lives today from this, about to step into the next season that God has for us in our personal lives, I want to speak for you with you for just a few minutes about six promises of God's blessing to walk in. And I want to share those six promises with you right now. Now, I'd like to ask you to open up your Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, the book of Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to camp on one verse for a few minutes this morning. Ephesians 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2, verse 10. So make your way to your Bible. Look at that verse in Ephesians 2, verse 10, which says this. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared in advance for us to walk in. You see, while we have salvation, the forgiveness of our sins, life with God, not on the basis of our works, but on the basis of Christ's work for us on the cross, the Scripture does teach that God has prepared good works for us to do, and He's prepared them from the foundations of eternity. He's prepared them in advance for us to walk in. So. 
I want to share with you six promises of God's blessing that he has prepared in advance for you to walk in. And as God prepares to send you, and as God prepares to send us into the marvelous future that he's prepared for Mission Liberty Hill, these six promises are so important. Here's the first one. Write it on your notes. God promises to bless your life if you are in Christ. God promises to bless your life if you are in Christ. You see, you can only enter into the abundance, the fullness of God's blessing, if you enter into a faith relationship with Jesus, if you are trusting in Christ and not what you've done to make you right with God. And when you trust in Christ, then you are in Christ, and Christ is in you, and you can say what Ephesians 1 verse 3 says. I want you to say that out loud with me. Read it aloud from your notes. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. God promises to bless your life if you are in Christ. So I want to ask you, are you in Christ? Are you trusting in Jesus alone as your only hope for salvation, for the forgiveness of your sins, and with life and for life with God today and forever? If you're not, Today, the Spirit of God is working through the Word of God to draw you to Christ and to create that faith within your heart. Trust in Him because God promises to bless your life if you are in Christ. This is what God has prepared in advance for you to walk in. And here's the second promise of God's blessing. God promises to bless your life if you meet with Him daily. If you meet with him daily, God says this in Proverbs 8, verse 34. Blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily, circle that word daily, at my doors, waiting at my doorway. God wants you to spend time with him for you to have a daily appointment with God. Believers who walk in the abundance of God's blessing have developed the habit of meeting daily with God to spend time in the Word and in prayer, to listen to what God has to say to them in the Scripture, and to talk to God in prayer. Won't you honor God in this way in your life? I pray that this will be one of the lasting legacies of my many months with you, that you are a church filled with people who meet daily with God that honors him. And then you can say, as a church and individually, what Psalm 31 verse 19 says. You can say this to the Lord. You have stored up great blessings for those who honor you. God promises to bless your life if you meet with him daily. This is what he has prepared in advance for you to walk in. Third, God promises to bless your life if you study and live out his word. God promises to bless your life if you study and live out His Word. Biblically ignorant churches, and there are more than a few biblically ignorant churches, miss out on so many blessings from the Lord. 
there's a story of a pastor who had been in a church for several years. And so he wanted to check to see if his folks in the church had made any progress in their biblical knowledge. So he asked them this question, and here was the question he asked them. What are the epistles? A longtime member of the church raised his hand and said, the epistles were the wives of the apostles. The pastor looked at him and said, that's not correct. But it got worse. After church, another longtime member came up to the pastor and said, Pastor, I don't get it. If, if the epistles weren't the wives of the apostles, whose wives were they? <laughs> Do not let this happen to Pastor Kofer. Be a church that studies God's Word and lives it out in your life. Look at what James 1 verse 25 says. The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Circle those two words, looks intently. That's called study. And I am confident that under Pastor Mike's leadership in the months and years that are to come, God is going to be opening up doors for you to be studying God's Word. In Sunday morning Bible study, in weekday Bible studies, men's Bible studies, women's Bible studies, co-ed Bible studies, God's going to start to birth a growing number of small group Bible studies here at Mission Liberty Hill. Remember the blessings that await you if, there's the if, if you will take advantage of these opportunities when they become available. God promises to bless your life if you study His Word and live it out. This is the good work God has prepared in advance for you to walk in. And here's the fourth promise of God's blessing. God promises to bless your life if you tithe your income. God promises to bless your life if you tithe your income. What does it mean to tithe your income? It means that you take at least the first 10% of your income and you give it back to God and His kingdom work. Why? Because God knows what your money represents. It represents your heart, and God wants your heart. So he says in Malachi 3, verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test or prove me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. In essence, God is saying this. Do you want proof, real proof, that I exist? Then, here it is. You know, when I was in college and seminary, we had to study the philosophical proofs for the existence of God. So we studied the cosmological proof and the teleological proof and the ontological proof. But the interesting thing is nowhere, absolutely nowhere in the Bible does God ever say, prove me by the cosmological argument. Prove my existence by the teleological argument. Prove me by the ontological argument. Instead, God says, you want to prove 
my existence? You want to test to see if I'm real in this world today? Then tithe your income and see if I do not bless you and provide for you. And one of the joys that I've had over the past few years here at Mission Liberty Hill is to see a significant number of you begin to walk in this promise of God. I just had someone come to me after church last Sunday and say, God really does honor that promise about returning the tithe. That's basically what that person was sharing with me. And they shared a story of how God had literally miraculously provided for them in a time of need in a great way. So, God promises to bless your life if you tithe your income. God's already prepared this in advance for you to do. And if you say, hey, looking at my balance sheet, there's no way I can do it. God has already prepared in advance the way for you to do this. And here is the next promise of God's word. God promises to bless your life if you help others in need, if you help others in need. The reality is that you can always find people around you who are less fortunate than you. You always can. Just look around, they're there. And God asks you, listen, he asks you, are you a storehouse or are you a channel? Are you a storehouse that just takes the blessings of God, what you have, and just spends it away on yourself, hoards it all up? Or do you say to God, God, help me to be a blessing. Bless other people through me. Help other people through me. God promises that channels always experience much more blessing than storehouses do. As Proverbs 11.25 says, there in your notes, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I love that verse. And I'm going to give you the Mission Liberty Hill paraphrase. A generous church will prosper. Whatever church refreshes others will be refreshed. And my friends, don't we know this here at Mission Liberty Hill? We've seen this. You know, God's been good to us in recent years here, and we've seen Him providing for us in wonderful ways. And as I reflect on why is that happening, God? It's all by His grace, and we're mindful of that. But God is honoring His promise because Mission Liberty Hill is a church that is committed to help people in need. That's why when the church identified its five crucial values, this was one of the values that the church came up with. We value meeting the needs of our neighbors. So Mission Liberty Hill is noted for engaging in the community and helping people in need. May we always be that way as a church because God promises to bless your life Bless your church if you help others in need. This is what God has already prepared in advance for you to walk in. And here is the sixth promise God makes. God promises to bless your life if you share the good news of Jesus with others. If you share the good news of Jesus with others. This is why Mission Liberty Hill is a church with a vision statement that says, we are a welcoming, faith-filled family bringing Christ to our community and world. You know, if you had the cure for cancer and you didn't tell anyone about it, that would be criminal. 
if I had the cure for COVID-19 and I kept my mouth shut about it, they ought to put me in jail. Well, we have something even more important than that. We have our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the good news about Him. We have the message of how people can have their past forgiven, how they can have God's presence and power and purposes in their present, and how they can have a wonderful future of life with Him forever in heaven. And God is looking for people and churches who will share this good news with the lost people, who will pray for them, care for them, share the message of Jesus with them. And God's always aiming to bless churches who are committed to that very thing. So Paul's prayer in Philemon 6 is my prayer for Mission Liberty Hill. And look at Philemon 6 on your notes. I pray that you will be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every blessing we have in Christ. God promises to bless your life if you share the good news of Jesus with others. This is what he has prepared in advance for you to walk in. Yes, these are six promises of God's blessing to walk in. Now, let's just review the six, and I want you to just let the Lord point out to you the ones you really needed to hear today. God promises to bless your life if you are in Christ, if you meet with Him daily, if you study and live out His Word, if you tithe your income, if you help others in need, and if you share the good news of Jesus with others, you and all of God's people who make up Mission Liberty Hill are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do these good works which God has prepared in advance for us to walk in. He truly does want to bless you. He wants you to have all of your needs fully and abundantly met by Him. So, God bless you.